Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Tanner. Video games. I'm Rich Hudson. Also video games. Now, the Video Game Awards are in X days on December 12th. I can't do that. Just head shy of, Just over two weeks. Just shy of two weeks. Yeah. I think. Yes. And all the nominations are out. Uh, you can watch them, yeah, December 12th in LA. Um, if you're watching in the UK, they're half one in the morning for us on the so 13th. It was we, we earlier last year, wasn't it? it no, I swear I got back from some wine and just sat there and watched it at a reasonable time. You're always getting back from wine. All I know is we're, we're <laughs> all going to be trying to watch it yes. while out on the piss. Oh. Yeah, our uh, big Christmas party. Like Christmas do. Is so then. it's like, thanks, Jeff. Could you, <laughs> could you reschedule it for us, please? So It'll can, be. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to being absolutely sozzled and cheering Troy Baker on as he tries to it's get gonna, an award It's going to be when hit. a game gets announced that we were not expecting it and there's all of us like absolutely freaking out, <laughs> completely pissed. Yeah. Yeah. So in the morning, voting on the fate of our country, then Christmas party, then and game awards too much but no, potentially you're going to the exit poll at midnight and yeah. then game awards at half one so we're either going to go into it really happy or really depressed <laughs> anyway. we'll see um, but yeah so I've, uh, there's a whole bunch of different categories I think there's closer to uh, 16 to 20 in total mm-hmm. um, but I've just got, like handpicked the what I think are the 10 sort of biggest ones the biggest ones to talk about um, and so yeah so we'll just kind of rattle through them uh, up for best performance is Ashley Birch as Pavati in The Outer Worlds Courtney Hope as Jesse Faden in Control Laura Bailey as Kate Diaz in Gears, 4, uh, Gears 5 Mads Mikkelsen as Cliff in Death Strand Matthew Porretta as Dr. Casper Darling in Control, or Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges in Death Stranding. Who do you want to win? Uh, oh, God. Mads Mikkelsen, probably. The Mads week? is a great shout. I don't think Norman Reedus should get it. Weekly. He's the weak one. Yeah. He? I, I'm so, I, I mean, obviously, I, I've still not finished Death Stranding. I'm you put a lot of time into it. it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm now on chapter seven. I want to say Dead Man's. Yeah, Dead Man's mm-hmm. chapter. That's where I am now, so I don't know how far away from the end I am. Please you got me. a lot more chapters in terms of the numbers, but the actual game time they're not very. They're not very long. Like yeah. These current view are quite short. But have, you, I, have you been in the shower yet? I ha- we've had That's that, exactly I've had, I've had where that, he is. I've had oh, that steamy good. shower scene. It was my, my, oh. uh, my, 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 my <laughs> most embarrassing wank of the year. Um, <laughs> 
No, I Dead I don't one. know. Maybe I'm still yet to see more of uh, combat veteran Mads, but I wouldn't have given it to either of them, mm. personally. I would have given it to Ashley Birch as Pavati. Nice. I, the thing, Pavati, I love her role in Outer Worlds, but I think if you're going to do like full range stuff, I think they do more with Mads. You haven't seen like Mads' big acting moments yet, but no, I think they that, do I think have... that's why I'm like not sure about mm. really how to answer Got this a couple one. of hours of Mads yet to come. Yeah, you, Ooh, get, you get the big goody. reveal stuff. <laughs> um, stuff like Dr. Casper Darlin, he's lovable, but I wouldn't give it to him in terms of the overall, you know, he doesn't dominate yeah. Yeah, I think it's more just like the meme love there, even mm. though I love him in all his roles. Mm -hmm. And then like Kate Diaz, I think she's good. Yeah, I think it's good. Like it's, it's probably a good nod, but like I don't think the strongest. If of they the year. if they're thinking of it and like doing parallels to the way that the like film acting awards go out, and you think about range and like really like you know yeah. big seismic dynamic performances and stuff, like she doesn't really have one just have like a, a scene where you go, okay, that moment's where I absolutely love that performance. I yeah. just don't really feel like there's like any any of those. Uh, nominees, not to say that they're bad performances, mm -hmm. but when you compare it to like last year's nominees yeah. for performance, like they were like like leagues ahead of these. Mm -hmm. so yeah, this stuff is a, like this God is a of tough War. Category by the sounds of it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, my pick. I mean, we can after all these, we'll sort of read the nominations out, and then uh, you can pick one, even if we're just kind of weirdly tepid on it. For me, I'll go with uh, Mads Mikkelsen. I'm going for Daddy. Who's Daddy? Mads. Mads. Daddy Mads. Daddy Mads, yeah. big Daddy Mads. Dad's Mickelson. I, I said, I, yeah, I'll go, I'll go for, for now I'll say Ashley Birch, mm -hmm. but I will keep, I'll keep Mads in mind as you always should. I would love it if Birch uh, wait, got it. Dad's Mickelson. Dad's Mickelson. <laughs> I'm, I'm crowning it. Uh, next game is the best action game, which is uh, Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, or Metro Exodus. Pretty tough category. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, for me, I think talking about all of them, it has to be DMC 5. Uh, as much as I love this year's card, DMC does so much with the genre. Um, and Capcom, like, just they've had such a blinder of a year uh, alongside RE2. Um, but just DMC5 is just, just like just the best character action game ever put together. I adore it. What would you guys pick? For me, I'd go Gears 5. <laughs> I feel like it's really shaken up from Gears 4 when it was more of a box standard, let's walk in a few like simulated corridors for a few mm. seconds. I enjoyed mostly everything about Gears 5. I thought it was one of the better games of the year and one of the probably the best of the franchise. Mm. Nice little shake up. Loved it. And I won't carry on. You Bless you for flying the flag for Gears 5, Ben Roy. Someone, someone's got to. Since I've not played either Gears 5 or Devil May Cry 5, I am going to have to say Modern Warfare. Oh, see, okay. The card's a great shout. What is it about this year's card that made it work for you? It For, for me, it was the... It wasn't say necessarily the return to form because I feel like, as I'll always say, World War II was something very on form mm -hmm. two years ago. Um, but I just think Modern Warfare has done so well, especially for Infinity Ward as a company, because mm -hmm. you think about where they've been for their last three games, mm -hmm. they've been down the toilets. <laughs> and, and Modern Warfare has turned up, and even now, you know, two months after release, or a month and a bit after release, mm -hmm. Um, and Activision still haven't shagged it yet. No. Something's different Even about this COD game. Even COD Mobile works. Even COD Mobile is good. The zombies Shit. is bad. But yes. like the, the COD, like, I, I genuinely think uh, as much as I don't feel like COD is going to ever reach the position it was back during the golden era of the seventh gen, mm -hmm. um, I think Modern Warfare is something definitely to be uh, recognized as a... It's probably one of the best ones they've done in this generation. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. even just down to like, yeah, the campaign's not very long and it's not as hard hitting as they probably wanted it to be, mm -hmm. but it's still very good. Yeah. The multiplayer is fantastic. Spec Ops is a bit broken, but it's it's got a lot of potential there. If you if you zeroed it in on like, yeah, like just pure action, when Call of Duty is on, like it is it's brilliant. phenomenal. Yeah, like so, that multiplayer and that, and, is stellar. And, you know, the fact that it's managed to keep me going to the multiplayer because I don't have 
as I do with like the trail games, I don't have the zombies draw to keep going back to. Mm. I just have multiplayer and mm. I'm still playing it and still enjoying it and mm -hmm. finding new love in new weapons when I decide to pick something up. Because normally you'd find you one weapon and stick with it. Mm -hmm. I'm finding different things and finding different play styles and actually experimenting with the gunplay and stuff. I just think it's, I genuinely think it's a, a proper breath of fresh air for mm -hmm, the series. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely willing to give it that kind of accolade. And it has been recognized in a lot of categories this mm -hmm. year, which I'm very happy to see. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of breath of fresh air, I want to shout out Astral Chain because so many people missed this game and um, with it only being on Switch. And the fact that it's Platinum's new action game, like, you know, last, uh, in 2017, it was like, Nier was everywhere. And Platinum are known as like, the third person character action people, kind of got shadowed by a DMC5. Astral Chain though, like, um, you play the whole thing, like, the whole the whole hook of Astral Chain is the chain itself, which you're moving around the battlefield with the right stick and you're wrapping around different enemies and stuff. And like, if you're defending against like, a charge attack, you'll like, try and deflect it and bounce characters back. It just plays in a way that no other character action game has. Um, and I love all the different things that they do with that game. Played that front to back. It's very Saturday morning anime. Um, but with like just great over-the-top combat, kind of everything that Platinum have learned and pioneered over the last few years into one new game. So I just wanted to give that a little bit of attention because I feel like Astral Chain, just no one even knows that it came out this year. I have to say that it's what awesome. Rich was saying about Modern Warfare, I mm. feel like resonates with Gears 5 as well, just like bringing something that was going a bit stale, coming back to new time. And like, I feel like it's never like uh, Modern Warfare, never going to be the high it is again. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're just kind of sticking around their hair, the old timers now. Yeah. But it's nice to see like something old, feel new I want yeah I thought the <clears throat> best thing about Gears 5 was the uh, the pivot to the new characters I had a problem with like I didn't think they're as memorable as the old cast but I like yeah. that they're doing that stuff um, and there's some great moments in there depending on what you pick based on what it lets you do towards the end of the story mm. um, some absolutely amazing scenes with Marcus and son JD um, that I absolutely love um, yeah so uh, I would go for that I would go with DMC5 you beat Gears 5 yeah. um, and Richard with COD yeah. um, this is weird because uh, now we go into best multiplayer game um, which like similar crossover Apex Legends Borderlands 3 Call of Duty, Terrace 99, and Tom Clancy's The Division 2. <laughs> um, best multiplayer game, I would have to go with COD. I think that the multiplayer mode is pristine. COD should win COD will have to win that. Because it's the first time, as I've said in a long time, that everyone's gone, oh, COD again. Yeah. Like, and, it, and the multiplayer is very good it's not perfect there mm -hmm. are some flaws they've tried to fix the 725 is still ass. piccadilly <laughs> is still ass. oh i love but, a bit of piccadilly oh god genuinely cheeky I, bit of piccadilly my, fr my, my, my friends and i have literally backed out of a game ticking down <laughs> into a domination match on piccadilly we're just like nope not having that <laughs> but, um, no i think modern warfare should win i think it deserves to win mm. but for me surprisingly uh, Tetris 99 yeah, is I, so good. Tetris is, you wouldn't, of all the things that Battle Royale could be applied to, I don't think anyone thought that it would work with a Tetris game. Genuinely, out of all the Battle Royales I've played, it's probably the best and mm -hmm. it is the most unique. If you've, like, so, you know, as you say, people look at Tetris 99 and go, what the, what the hell is this? How yeah. would this work? You play it because it's free as long as you've got Switch online. Mm -hmm. But when you play it and you try it and you think, it's weird you play your own it's, it's so stupid because you again like you said most people will just hand wave it away as just Terrace Josh hasn't tried it and things like that Ben why have you tried Terrace yes. 99 good so but most people I feel like hand wave it away and it's weird because once you finally start playing Terrace the way that the screen's laid out where you have your match in the middle and everyone else's game is going on simultaneously around the outside it, and then you can attack each other and throw power ups at each other and stuff it's, it is weird how intense that gets towards the it's, top 20 it's top the 10. only battle royale game where you will be on edge for the entire game yeah and it's just and like the, the arcade feel of Terrace. It's just anyway. different. You look at the rest of the nominations on it. It's like shoot, kill. <laughs> not, that, not that I have a problem with that, but it's just mm -hmm. like this is the only game on there that's multiplayer that isn't shooting each other or shooting something. Mm -hmm. It's literally just, hey, I mean, you're still kind of knocking each other out of a game, but... But like lovely it's Nintendo It's so unique. Charm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. It's kind of a shame that it's only on Switch. I want it on everything. It should be everywhere. Get everyone with, on this. With crossplay. I will say, uh, like, 
seeing Tom Clancy's a Division Two on there upset me because I just don't think it should be on there. I after, forgot he's even after, yeah, it's so forgettable. It's like I'm gonna say Gears Five probably should be on there, but no. if I was gonna pick one for that category, I'm going with Apex Legends. Just the mm. the thunderstorm and the area of the industry crafted crafted for like most of this year, taken over by storm. Like, oh, Apex Legends, it's mm-hmm. turning Battle Royale good again after people getting a bit tired of it. You know, tired of like going around looking in the box for some bandages around about hiding in the toilet. But I, I think I mean for... it didn't connect with me that well, but I feel mm. like overall impact to figure Apex Legends. The impact's the big thing because I think like it would take something really special to to shift like PUBG or Fortnite. They're like the established Battle Royale genres. Yeah. Like Call of Duty tried with Blackout and didn't make that much of a um, an impact and it's like this overnight became the thing in Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I got really into Apex for a good couple of months. Like I think it's going to be like yeah. the, the last hurrah for Battle Royale. Like I mm. feel like it's kind of dead now. Mm-hmm. I, think, I mean, I, think, I think there's places, there's spaces for it to evolve. Tetris 99 being an example of that but mm-hmm. I feel like this is the last time we'll probably see something that's battle royale focused, like primarily being yeah. nominated for big game of the year stuff. Because I know that there's like a ton of clones and uh, in production. Is it like Storm Chasers have been one we've been seeing? There's a lot. Yeah. Ages, I mean, it's like Cod's getting another one. Apparently, we, <laughs> we like, certainly uh, don't we'll need see. any more battle royale. We don't specific so, games. I mean, I can understand like the idea yeah. of giving it that sort of last hurrah. You know, there you go, battle royale. Cool, it's done now. Here's here's the lid done. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think Tetris or Modern Warfare deserves it more. Yes, yeah, Tetris ninety nine from Urich. Um, I would take Call of Duty, um, and you would be Apex, Apex. Legends. Shouts, uh, best family game. Uh, this is the stuff that we might not have played everything of. Although I think I have. We'll see. Uh, Luigi's Mansion three, Ring Fit Adventure, Super Mario Maker two, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. Super Mario. Mario Maker 2 should win that category yeah. because Super Mario Maker 2 is a lovely game where you get to build Mario levels and you get to punish certain people like I did with Rich. You enjoyed my level? Yeah. Uh, like, no one ever plays Scott Talbot's level because it is dog sleep. <laughs> it is disgusting. It is bad. It was pretty bad. I've never two... got, never, literally never got past the first bit of yours. Did you not? Yeah. Two hours. Two hours I spent. You, you got there eventually. I was like, oh, I, 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 I was though. spending this an hour. Two hours later, then another three hours later, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can find the code for that we put it on a video ages ago but I forget which one it was uh, it was something around launch maybe I hardest think it might have been in, it might have been in chassis actually yeah it did whatever you have to check out the release month that, that came out and uh, they throw it out there somewhere um, or you find me on social media I'll send it out but um, yeah in terms of picks for this stuff um, I think best family game like it would have to be Smash Brothers but that's like falling I, back on such an established formula for, for me like the, the idea of like the thing in that list that epitomizes family and cute is Yoshi Right, right, right. The thing about Crafted World is it's more Yoshi. It's only two-player, though. It's not. There's not much to it. But yeah, Mm. Smash would make the most sense. Mm -hmm. Ring Fit is very good. Ring Fit's brilliant, but I don't think it's a family game. Ring Fit is fantastic, but it's not a family game. No. Not really. Ring Fit is like... Who the the hell plays Ring Fit as a party thing? We Fit, when you had all your cool, like, header games Uh and stuff like that, like, that was really cool. Ring Fit is, like, pure fitness. It's a single-player thing. It's proper actual fitness, mm -hmm. and that's why it's really good. I've heard it's legit. Like a legit fitness Genuinely, yeah. I mean, I think, because I tried it at EDGX, and I literally did it. I was like, I've always, I loved Wii Fit. And I'm like, I also need to get fit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I played Ring Fit and it was actually like, because it was like first thing in the morning, mm. like first thing on a Sunday morning. Oh God. Um, Ash and I Go were both afterwards. Yeah. But it was like, this actually works when you get it and you play it and it really, really does mm. work as an actual fitness tool. Mm-hmm. So that's like a, a, a sort of segue recommendation for Ring Fit Adventure, but it's not a family game. No. Smash 
makes the most sense. Yeah. To I be think for Ring Fit, um, the amount of different profiles you can have, like active at one time, I guess they're thinking that like a family could all check I in. I think they and do, do stuff, have like but... a party mode almost, but it's like again, yeah. it's not. It's can more you... for me. It's more something. Yes, it's got the cutesy sort of um, the RPG elements of it, mm. which I think are really cool to keep you invested. But it's not something I see as a family game. No. So. Is there four player ring action if you yeah. buy four rings? Nope. nope. It's all it's all single player. I mean, like maybe there's families out there that's like, come on, we'll do some crunches. Let's but, put like, four TVs up and all do <laughs> ring fit at the same time. Race you well. in ring fit. That's uh, that's not something for me. I think as a pick, um, yeah, mine would be uh, Smash Brothers. I think yours is Mario Maker. Yeah, Richard. Mario, Mario Maker is really good. I, I have really enjoyed it because mm-hmm. I, I didn't play the original Mario Maker and I did take a plunge with this one because mm-hmm. uh, I was badly burned by the port of Super Mario Brothers U mm. to the Switch in January because that was bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, I really like Mario Maker. But I think for me, yeah, Smash makes the most sense because you can do. I know you got the four player uh, stuff in Mario Maker Two, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's kind of like normal Mario, but whereas Smash, you know what you're getting with. Yeah, sure. With Plus on uh, on Smash and eight player. So I was gonna say it's eight player. You can plug in like the old GameCube controller, multi generational combat and stuff. Like I, I think that's the the winner for that. Even though it is such a time tested formula. Um, best action slash adventure game. It's such a weird distinction between that and pure action games. Um, but action adventure: uh, Borderlands Three, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening, and Sekiro. Very, very, very tough category. I think if it's action and adventure, I think it's actually Death Stranding. Because I think if you're going to encapsulate the word adventure, other I, than Legend I think of Zelda. I actually voted for Resident Evil in this category really? on the website, yes. Oh, you can actually go vote on the official website as well yeah. if you want to go vote for the Video Game Awards. But yeah. Mine would be Death Stranding because I think I, I love how much they do with the just the basic stuff, the walking mechanics, the feel of getting place to place, the reward when you get there, and then you layer on all this insane progression system, like 50 hours of new abilities and items and things to do, um, and then all the story stuff as well. Like I think it nails the action stuff, the boss fights, alongside all the, the walking and hiking and walking sim stuff. Rare time I'm going to go against Death Stranding and just go Resident Evil 2 because I feel like it's weird to class it as action adventure because mm. it's survival horror, but then we can't just have a survival horror category. Mm-hmm. But every part of that game was just so like mechanically on point. Uh, the narrative was they sort of like refreshed Resident Evil Two for like a, a bit of a modern age. Mm. There wasn't as much of the goof stuff in it, mm-hmm. and it was legitimately scary for parts of it. Like yeah. the IVs were like, oh, I just don't want to deal with you. <laughs> I don't want my face munched off. Mm-hmm. And like shooting zombies they made shooting zombies interesting again sure you can get headshots that ain't gonna put it down straight away you need mm-hmm. to think about this mm-hmm. the adv- in terms of the adventure stuff the puzzle based progression item based stuff like it's it's such a rewarding loop that's what I was gonna say like it, I do feel like there is a sense of adventure especially if it's your first time playing Resi 2 yeah. or even mm-hmm. Resident Evil as a whole mm-hmm. it's, uh, for me yeah this would be between Death Stranding and Resident Evil 2 but mm-hmm. I think I think Resident Evil 2 will just about take it for me. I, I do really like Death Stranding, but Resi 2 was such hmm. a fantastic start to the I year. I think, um, in terms of the the critical opinions, I think it'll it, I'll either go. I think it'll go to Sekiro or Death Stranding, just because of what they do in terms of both those categories. Um, Sekiro has like has such a tiny percentage of people who've actually finished it. Not in the office. I mean, overall, um, the trophy data for it, it's like forty percent of people have beaten the final final boss. Um, and so like, I, but it's weird because the stuff that that game does in those categories is still exemplary. Like the, the yeah. lessons learned that from software have had. The last decade. I think it just again it brings it back conversation as to like is this just too hard like uh in uh chatty faces which has literally just gone up uh, as, of, as of right now we're recording. Mm-hmm. Um Ash uh Ash said like the thing about Sekiro for her is the fact that it's literally 
a box to tick to say, yes, I've beaten it. Right, I, right. I've, I've, t- I've overcome this absolute bastard of a game. Mm-hmm, which it's, is where Ben Roy is. Lol, someone's around a corner and they stabbed you because you didn't know they were there. Yeah. Ha, isn't that fun? I, I, you know, again, for me personally, <laughs> I can completely you appreciate... You died in the spear guy, to be I fair. I completely appreciate where Sekiro is coming from and it does deserve something. So if it did get this, <laughs> that would be fine. But yeah, I, I mean... I don't feel like it's going to be... Because of it's sort of um, the, the sort of lack of approachability from like everyone not to say that every game every other game is open to everyone mm. but it's like because there is such a high sort of hill to get over yeah it kind of makes it hard to really give it an award like this when everyone else could go but this is better because we've all actually been able to play this mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. You know, I think it, it is conversation for another time I th- no but I, th- I think that is the an interesting facet though like the idea that something could be so ridiculously unforgiving and brutal that it gets in the way of the other qualities of it yeah yeah, like, yeah which then it, that's, people, that's people very much do, an people generally shape. do overlook Sekiro and it's not unjustified Mm. I wish there was saying. a Tenchu mode where it was like a little less Just a little stealthy, little less soulsy. Um, so we're gonna pick stuff from this. Uh, mine will be Death Stranding. You're taking Resident Evil Two, yeah. Uh, Rich, what was yours? Resident Evil Two. Shout. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one of a kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, best indie game. Um, this again, this might be one where only a handful of us have played stuff. Um, Baba is you, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, or Untitled Goose Game. It's gonna be Goose Game. You think so? I think it's gonna be Goose Game. Baba is you is really cool. A lot. Baba is uh, you is such a great. The other concept. ones I've not actually played. Right, I've done all of them apart from Disco Elysium. I just think in terms of the amount of noise, literal honking noises it made, I think Goose <laughs> Game is gonna probably take mm-hmm. this because it's been, it's been such a big deal for a lot of people. Like the other games on that in those nominees, mm. they haven't made waves as big as Goose Game has. I, I'm curious what they factor into what makes it a best indie game. If it's in terms of the indie spirit taking something very small, because I mean, like Goose Game started as like two people just having the idea for a laugh in an interview um, and then just making it over time and then it becoming this world-dominating, mentioned on stage during like Blink-182 gig level thing. Um, but yeah, something like that, Goose Game is the indie spirit incarnate. But I think there are better, for me, there's way better games. And That's I, I very like true, game, yeah. But... I don't know. I don't know where else you guys come down on. Baba is You is this great sort of um, puzzle game where you're remixing words on screen to make different sentences to create different game rules um, so you can get through it. I think conceptually that thing is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, Disco Elysium, this like, massive sprawling, um, you know, super responsive RPG where everything you say feeds back to you. And Outer Wilds, for me, I love every single one of these games. Although I haven't played Disco yet. Uh, well, Goose Game uh, is the last thing I played on my Switch. Mm-hmm. And since I put that down my switch has run out of power and just sat in the same spot and the hell. get off ds5 ben roy um but <laughs> I, it's for me i think it's gonna be out a while it's like because yeah. i think this is uh but for but, you know, like critics and like there's a set board mm-hmm. and i think then it comes down to it i've seen enough people raving about our wilds and i've played a bit of our wilds and i don't want to like explain any of it because i feel like even mention any of that it's kind of like well, a spoiler for the game so i just bit. but it, it's got me wanting to go back to it whereas i it, I, I respect Goose Game and also the memes just 
broke me. So, right. but yeah, I could see, I think it's going to be either be Goose Game or Outer Wilds because they both have been juggernauts you... this year in that sort of space. Yeah, yeah. Outer Wilds, to mention that, like, is a game about exploration. Like, that whole world resets every 22 minutes. So it's like, how far can you get? How many of these different planets and puzzles can you do in 22 minutes? And then keep the knowledge that you learn carrying over to the yeah. next run. So you end up re- revisiting different places and you just explore over time, but you also stumble into different dynamic events like solar flares and different things like that. I wish I had a different name. It, I th- honestly, yeah, I wonder how much it got buried. It does sound, like, it does sound like a bit of a ripoff. Well, it just sounds so cool. Yeah. yeah, I know. And they obviously them as a team, they were asked about it, and they were like, "Well, we thought of it first, so yeah. like we're not going to get rid of our name." And um, for a winner for that category, um, I will take out a Wilds, although I love everything there. What would you guys pick? I think Wilds will win. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, again, Goose Game for me, Big old mainly goose. because yeah, it is a it is a one and done game. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. But I think just the amount of impact it made as an indie title, yeah, kind of again, as you say, kind of as much as itself won't exactly go down in history as something so incredible, mm-hmm. but it has opened. The door to the idea literally you can take the dumbest concept and as long as you make it fun people will apply it yeah and obviously there's a level of proficiency to the execution that wasn't there well, it's, in something it's like go simulator game. It's yes fantastic it's, it's so much fun yeah. like the uh, sound effects and everything else um best game direction uh control death stranding resident evil 2 sekiro or outer wilds again direction is an interesting thing because they're applying obviously a filmic term to um you know video games which can be somewhat authored by the player and um, but within certain rule sets and i wonder how much this falls back on cinematography this is where i think stranding's gonna I think it'll have to be yeah, stunning, yeah. yeah. Kuj- at the end of the day, if Kojima's a directorial award and he doesn't win it, right. <laughs> and it's Jeff Keighley as well as Pete. Like, sorry, mate. busy mate, Jeff Keighley. Yeah. Um, in terms of the, like, that's the thing. They're trying to pass out the term direction in, in regards to video games. Like, if you apply it to cutscenes, obviously Kojima completely dominates because yeah. these other these other games don't necessarily have expertly directed cutscenes. I also think he directs the player so well in, yes. in such a large world. Like, even though you could just go, now nah, I'm going to go over the map instead, mm-hmm. you kind of find yourself, people kind of find themselves going in certain ways. Mm-hmm. and it helps with all all the multiplayer aspects of like people who are building bridges and mm-hmm. signs and things like that but I felt like climbing up mountains at some point when uh, music would come on mm-hmm. or a blizzard would come out of nowhere like sets like that just yeah. they, they're what I remember almost as much as the cutscenes in mm-hmm. Death Stranding but even like down to the direction quite literally that, that mm. Kojima took is even like conceptualizing and creating this almost from scratch yeah. I'm assuming basically in his own head because it's oh yeah it's he, so he is him. an auto it's completely what he does yeah. but like because he had so many so many fingers and so many pies in this one experience and it has become something so good because let's face it Death Stranding could have been absolute dog oh at god the the day. it could yeah. have been terrible yeah and it's but like the fact that he's made something what on the outside seems so mundane and done it so well he has managed to find this incredible balance which not many games can do no so I do feel like he is absolutely worthy of this, mm-hmm. of this award plus um, the stuff that you mentioned Ben Roy about the, the gameplay sequences like he does I think for some of it gets a bit on the nose where it, where it's all heavy handed where it's like here's another low roar song as you come over a hilltop again where yes. like, but that does work for the most part yeah. Um, but yeah in terms of overall game direction I think all three of us would go with Death Stranding um, to mention some other stuff Control has exemplary feel again it depends how much they apply the term direction um, but that game's feel is this weird isolating almost survival horror-ish tone mixed with really great over the top it's combat. weird I feel like if Control came out like last year it might have done better but mm. it, like it, this every, is a marketing campaign everything I like about Death Stranding like Control is mm. also in Death Stranding but I feel like there's more of it in Death Stranding right. it, just, like, it just goes that next level mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. I feel like Control feels like something that shouldn't be it feels like this game would have got cancelled almost at some point, but right. somehow it made its market and it's actually like really good and mm-hmm. I'm really hyped for the next Remedy project. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just feel like Control, maybe it being in just a single building, even though I did love the look of the building and like the direction, like the lighting that they would bring out sometimes. But mm-hmm. for me, I feel like Stranding just 
takes, it probably is going to be strong. Takes it and runs with it. Yeah, I just want to be. I mean, even Outer Wilds feels like a weird pick because it's not a author, like it's authored by you almost entirely. Yeah. Like they set up a bunch of stuff for you to get to, but there's no real. You don't need to get to a certain thing first. You can pick the furthest planet and just fly there straight away if you want to. Um, which I, I kind guess of makes it a bit Ri2 takes scenes that were just pixelated man before and woman yeah. and turn it into like a real horror experience. Mm-hmm. So. so which is in a remake sense, Resi 2 is absolutely immaculate. It, in the directorial sense, it doesn't really seem like it's an omnipresent thing. Mm. The tone of RE2 is like, is it is great in terms of walking the line between like really intense horror and you fear for Mr. You fear from Mr. X. Yeah. Um, but then you also have like this kind of really fun and over the top action stuff towards the end with like the rocket launcher and the big yeah. boss fight. But that's more stuff. just based on the gameplay and how that, mm-hmm. how that all works and how it carried over from Here's the original. Reveal. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. really say that it's massively down yeah. to a single director yeah I'm yeah true that's the thing I'm curious how much they apply the term in a, in a literal film extent or in terms of an overall well, like direction Mr. X's reveal when he pulls the helicopter up mm. fantastic yeah things yeah. like that um, so yeah all three of us for Death Stranding uh, best score slash music Cadence of Hyrule Death Stranding Devil May Cry 5 Kingdom Hearts 3 or Sayonara Wild Hearts this uh, is hard no idea I'm not I'm, I'm not <laughs> the biggest no musicsman but uh, Death Stranding's music at some point would bring at like towards the end mm-hmm. A little bit, a little bit of a water cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, for me, um, the Sinar Wild Hearts has um, like a synth version of um, Coeur d'Alene. Sorry, not Coeur d'Alene. That's the older bridge song. The, uh, the one that I, the, the one, the dude with the, you know the classic man? I'm going to keep going until I think of it. classic man. You know the, cl- uh, um, Claire de Lune, the one that's okay, in. I, thought I, was, I was thinking Claire de Lune. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's sound, Claire de Lune. sounded similar to what you said before. Coeur d'Alene is not the bridge song. The, Claire um, yeah, Claire de Lune. There's like a synth version of that that opens that game. And Sayonara Wild Hearts is like this lane-based, it's almost like an endless runner, um, but you're just sort of, you're tapping things in rhythm and keeping up with the music, but it is this really big onslaught of just like visual ephemera and like bright pink neon tones and everything as you're playing as this character fighting off against different bikers and stuff. It's, yeah. it's really over the top and ridiculous. Sounds like Tron. Um, a little bit like Tron. You get to ride like a, a bike that's a little bit like Tron. Um, but yeah, Sinar Wild Hearts, I think, best use of music. But if it's an overall body of work, I think it'll either go to Cadence because of what they do in terms of um, revisiting classic Zelda stuff and sprucing it up, um, or Death Stranding. For me, DMC5, although I love... Um, it works really well, but I don't think it wins this No, category. Devil Trigger is the best song out of everything here, but I don't think as a body of work, DMC5 holds up. I'm just going to be my own personal caricature and mm. say I'm kind of sad that Planet Zoo's soundtrack isn't on there. Oh, is it? Because is it Planet Zoo's soundtrack is absolutely brilliant. Oh, is there a sloth on it? Sorry? Is there a sloth on it? No. God, when no will sloth. there be a sloth, but they, went, they went to, there was one of the two uh, composers for Planet Coaster, just one of the guys came back, but he went and did a bunch of stuff with a, a South African-like mm. vocal group. Right. For a bunch of the uh, soundtrack, and it is just lovely to listen to and it's like probably my favorite soundtrack of the year actually nice like I, it's one of those things where when i listen to the like the title track of that and mm-hmm. I, I genuinely feel emotional because it's just so positive and so lovely and you cool. get all these like sort of african vibes coming through from it and then you think yes i'm gonna make a zoo like, <laughs> it's the best it's the best feeling i mean that's my that's my like, honorable mention you can you can totally have an honorable mention for I, me personally i genuinely don't know mm. any of those for me okay. I've, I've returned to death stranding soundtrack as i walk home up that hill do you mean the, the score or the soundtrack they put up? uh well part of it the, the actual like soundtrack of it mm-hmm. and then like bb's theme like oh yeah bb's yeah. theme is almost immaculate for me and i walk up <laughs> the hill just like oh just BB's, go and listen to BB's theme. BB's theme is very nice. I tend to prefer the Time Fall collection of songs to yeah. the songs that are in the game. There's way too much low raw in there for me. Because um, <laughs> it's like, it should be this more varied thing. But it's like, here's another low raw song. All, low, all of low raw stuff sounds very similar. Um, but yeah, for me, it would be um, probably be Sayonara out of all of that. Um, Death Stranding for you. Yes. And Rich Planet Zoo. I've, Even though it's not, Planet Zoo's not on there. But I'm it's fine. I'm remaining partial. That is fine. Next one is Best Narrative. Um, A Plague Tale, Innocence, Control, Death Stranding again, Disco Elysium, or The Outer Worlds best narrative that punched you in the gut oh well it, 
See, <laughs> don't spoil anything. Ben a, a, plague, no, don't need spoilers. A, a plague tale, by the way, very good narrative. I'm glad it's nominated. Like, but I don't. Again, Death Stranding is just such a juggernaut for me. I know. And Control, like towards the end, it does have an ending, Scott Telford. But it just, it just, <laughs> Control's it, not of an ending. It just, um, it whimpers out just a bit because <laughs> that it's just like Alan Wake, where it's like, oh, it's a mystery. But like, hopefully, we get like a return to that story. Maybe mm. it could, maybe win one day. But for me, yes. Death Stranding, and it actually like to see an ending to a Kojima game this generation is really nice. Yeah, I mean, like, if you talk like narrative and not just story beats, it's like wider world building and thematic stuff and, you know, like resonance and whatever, like the world that Kojima builds with Death Stranding, this overall message of, of um, coming together in community in the face of human history and the the, the 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 way that he paints that world over time and the amount of detail and research he's put into, well, it would get into spoilers, but the message of that game is only reinforced by how much research where he puts I, into Where I feel history. Metal Gear has fallen down sometimes mm. on some of the issues he's tried to put in there. Mm -hmm. I feel like every part of Death Stranding like weaves so well together, mm. especially when we got some of the goofy like shower scenes sometimes. Yes. Yeah, and like, but I thought Death Stranding just worked for me mm. all the way through. That's one of the things that I was the most surprised about because this is my first Kojima project that I've actually gone into, mm -hmm. and I had that inherent fear that it was like because you know in the build up to this it was like none of this makes sense. You get <laughs> into the world and you get given a bit of context, and it's like. Everything makes sense. Yeah. Like, what? And I think that's one of the things that maybe stick with Death Stranding so much is because it's like, this all works. Mm -hmm. Like, everything here is is right. Everything makes sense. The world, as you say, the world he has built is absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for me, it would be Death Stranding. The one that I'm... Maybe it's me being, like, mainlining it, mm -hmm. but Outer Worlds, I didn't think, had that great... It's, I think like, I think it's the world building thing. I think that's yeah. why they've kind of rolled it in. It's the side quests and the companion quests that are really the best thing about that game. I need to go back through it. The world yeah. detail, the amount of effort that they put into just realizing this world, all the different advertising campaigns, all the different rules that underpin the way the different factions work. Like I love all that stuff. I think what you're actually doing in terms of A to B isn't as multifaceted as the world itself. Yeah. Um, whereas something in Death Stranding, there's so, especially towards the last chapter, late, later chapters, there's so much going on that yeah. is ludicrous. Um, for me, the script lets Death Stranding down and, and does in those last chapters but narratively like i said all the the wider elements are so solid and he's literally literally sat down and thought of everything like from the black tar to why someone Just, wears something or whatever you think, oh he's going there and then he perfectly explains it now damn you what are you doing i would it's challenge like, perfectly but it's one of those yeah. things that also, it always yeah. <laughs> works in a narrative when they try because you know games and any kind of medium always try and build these ridiculously big worlds and mm. they can't justify any of it mm -hmm. because they say oh here's this because this we want to make the world big let's mm -hmm. add loads of crap into it yeah, i always like it, kind of death stranding as much as obviously it's not as vast but something like the um the wizarding world mm -hmm. uh, jk rowling everything she's done is all it has a reason to it. I right. know that sometimes it's come under fire for like, why do wizards poop themselves? But like <laughs> everything she does has got something, some kind of relevance. And the fact that Kojima's done that as well, mm -hmm. especially from me, somebody new with the expectation that half of this is going to be complete nonsense yeah, and yeah. completely unnecessary. And, like, yeah. and in this, he can't just go nanomachines like he, he has done before just like, oh nano machines that's why he's a vampire yeah the old yeah that was but that, i mean granted yeah that was after he had so many dangling plot threads he was like what's this giant net that i can just sort of yeah. put around everything um which well, like did it. yeah the um but yeah so i think in terms of picks for best narrative um i guess out of all of them i would go death stranding i think i don't think they're necessarily massively strong candidates like in terms of if i was going to go with like the punchiest story nothing made me feel this year the same way that i think a last of us especially or like does, in or comparison before. to last year last year's yeah nominees across like everything were stellar yeah i mean by the end of death running honestly i was ready for it to be done i think the last few chapters are messy as hell um oh. but i love everything else I had the gut punch feeling with mm. Death Stranding. I don't know why. I'm not a father. I don't intend <laughs> to be a father, but still, I just, I just everything about towards the end, I just, just clipped me in love. Mm. Even some of the weird stuff. But play Plague Tale, 
Really good. Mm-hmm. Also, Control's got good narrative too. They all are very good. A couple for Death Stranding, maybe all three for Death Stranding. Yeah. 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 Best game of the year, Control, Death Woo! Stranding, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, or Outer Worlds. Hard to pick. No, we have done other videos on this. We've done a, there's a chatty face coming next week where we talk about our personal game of the year. Um, not relating to the Game Awards, we've done a blind ranking video that'll be going out it's maybe up by the now. time. It's up now. It's up now by the time you hear this. Um, and so there's various different ways that you can represent your game of the year. But in terms of these picks, uh, out of these, I would pick Death Stranding. It's got my top three in there, which is really nice. <laughs> so just like, oh, uh, yeah, Death Stranding. Like, it came so close for me. It, like, Resident Evil 2, Death Stranding Control are, are like this, just juggling around, and one of them is better one day, one of them mm-hmm. is, better the other, is better the other day. But mm-hmm. for me, Death Stranding is game of the year. Because I said in when we did the best uh, video, the one that's uh, up next week, um, I think if I was going to go objectively or just sort of measure what a game goes for and how well did they get there and like how many different lessons are learned from the developer from you know years gone by, I think it's Sekiro. But the most fun I had this year was with DMC5 Mortal Kombat 11 um, and the vast majority of Death Stranding. So I'm going to hold that up. Um, and I do think that there's enough elements in Death Stranding that are fresh and original and things like the communal building aspects just feel brilliant. Yeah. What's yours, Rich? Well, my personal game of the year isn't on this list, surprisingly, but <laughs> my second <laughs> game of the year was Resident Evil 2. Nice. And I think, again, that's beaten Death Stranding just. Yeah. I think I think it's because it's introduced me to a whole new series that I've obviously heard about my entire life and never played. <laughs> uh, and it was something, it was so much more than I was mm. expecting it to be. Like when I played the demo of it in January because it was like, ah, why not? Let's give this a go. And, you know, in that half an hour, I bought the game nice. because it was like, wow, this is really cool. This mm-hmm. is not what I was expecting it to really be. This really heavy puzzle based sort of zombie shooter. It's like, this is, this is why have I not, why is it taking me so long to play this? Yeah, man, you should go back so, over and check out RE4. I mean, I, I've got RE4 to play. I played seven now. Right. So I played two remake in seven this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. If you're very curious uh, about Resident Evil, there is a 14,000 word article on whatculture.com about every boss. If you want to, oh, he might've ranked every single thing. Oh, good. <laughs> I, 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 I really do appreciate Death Stranding. If Death Stranding wins Game of the Year, which I kind of think it will, yeah, um, I think it's the one that will win. But for me, the one that should win is Resident Evil. 2. I think uh, critics being critics, they might take a left turn and give it to Control because um, Control is immaculate. I think like the minus about, the end. Think about the Game Awards though. There's never been that sudden. There's been like left wing, left field nominations. Mm. Well, Celeste winning last, Celeste getting yeah. Game of the Year nod. Was it last year? Yeah. Like that was incredible and completely deserved. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they will just turn around and hand it off to something we weren't necessarily expecting. Mm. Like how the golden joysticks were like Fortnite, and everyone just kind of oh, like, why? Yeah. Um, I think it. I think yeah. I think on an art history level, people. I think it'll go to Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say on the the whole artistry of Death Stranding and mm-hmm. its, its wider influence, but that's not a topic for now. Well, hopefully, for, for, for me personally, podcast, yeah. it is Resident Evil Two. I think it's it's you know one of the best experiences I've had this year it's stellar I think Control might win you know because mm. there is no hate out there for Control there nope. is hate out there for Death Stranding it's so. just it's, obviously not as, it's not as loud it's not as loud yeah. it's not been as sort of universally seen basically. Control's sales have apparently been pretty abysmal but they've, they've barely addressed it probably because of that um, and I think that it being nominated kind of reminded a lot of people that it is still out there so I would like yeah. Control one to one of those games we're all going to come back to one day it's like the new mm. Spec Ops The Line Yes, like everyone's going to come back to oh, it for some reason but um, yeah so Game of the Year um, I'm going to go with Death Stranding uh, which is your number one? I think Control might win, but Death Stranding mm. is the game of the year. Shout, and yours is Resident Evil Death Stranding most likely will win, but Resident Evil <laughs> We will see, but yes, we'll find out on December 12th as to what everyone else goes for. But for now, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast, and I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Video games. And Rich Hudson. Planet Zoo's Game of the Year, really. Hideo Kojima, and we'll catch you next time. Bye! Bye. Nana Machines. <laughs>